got Chris Ash, our defensive coordinator and safeties coach. Good afternoon. How's everybody doing? Great, coach. How you doing? Doing great. I, I love that, man. I love that. You'll love, you'll love him. Yeah, I love that. Appreciate you guys coming this afternoon. Uh, I'm really excited to get a chance to get to know you guys as we go forward here in the next months and uh, years uh, here at the University of Texas. Uh, I stood back there and listened to Mike talk, and uh, it's so exciting as a defensive coordinator. Here, a guy go fast and going to score a lot of points. So it's going to be fun to be a part of that uh, football team. Uh, I'm really excited to be here at the University of Texas uh, right now. Uh, as I started out in um, 2000 at Iowa State as a graduate assistant in the old Big 12, it was always a dream to work at a place like this. Uh, Texas was really the eyes of uh, the rest of the Big 12, the envy of the rest of the Big 12. And as a young coach, you dreamed about having this opportunity and really excited about uh, having it come together uh, at this moment for me and my family. Uh, it's a tremendous honor, but with that comes tremendous responsibility, and uh, we're excited about that responsibility and helping uh, this football program move forward. I'd like to thank Coach Herman and Chris Del Conte for making this uh, dream become a reality. Uh, they were so professional in this process uh, in trying to make this uh, work and everything come together, uh, and I'm so thankful for them and excited about uh, getting started with our players. From what I've seen over the last uh, couple days watching our guys work out, uh, I'm really excited about the players. Uh, I think we've got tremendous culture here. We've got great uh, uh, work ethic. Uh, the leadership is coming together. You can see the players really enjoy being around each other, and it's been a lot of fun to watch these guys. And I can't wait to get a chance to get our hands on them and get to, to work with them. Uh, so, again, thank you guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to this opportunity, and uh, I'll open up to questions from there. Raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. Down front in the middle. Taylor? Hey, Coach Taylor at System Points 24-7. Uh, Coach Herman mentioned that you come into his office and that Josh Thompson and Chris Brown have been two players that have stood out a lot to you. What is it about them that you like about their play? Well, I watched uh, film, uh, a little bit of film on each one of the players from last year. And it was really just not, not evaluating you know, what they were doing schematically, but looking at the skill set of the players that are coming back. And those two guys stood out. When I looked at the secondary, looking for guys that want to have good feet, good hips, um, have a nose for the ball, and those two guys uh, showed that on film. Uh, I, I like their physical uh, toughness, their mental toughness. Uh, they could get to the ball. Uh, they were uh, always making a good sound, not always, but uh, most of the time making good sound tackles. Um, and they were around the football, and I really liked that. I, th I thought that they played with good energy, good spirit, good enthusiasm. I could see others fed off of them uh, in their play and their style of play, and uh, you know, they stood out to me on film. Down front on the right, Armour. It's Armour. Um, hey, Coach, I'm just I'm kind of curious, you know, from your defensive philosophies, like what does like a Chris Ash defense look like? What do, what do you want to bring here? What kind of, you know, I don't necessarily schemes, but just, just give me maybe a philosophical approach. <coughs> yeah, it, when we talk about what we're going to do defensively, there's really three things that drive everything that we're going to do. First and foremost, it's the head coach's vision and what Tom wants to see out of the defense. Then it's going to be our players. You know, uh, it's about the players, not the plays, and we want to make sure that our system puts our players in the best position to be successful. And then it's about what do we have to defend in our league and on our schedule uh, each year. So that's really what's going to drive what we do schematically. But uh, outside of the scheme, what we want to make sure we do is play with fanatical effort. We want our guys to play really hard. When someone picks up that remote, pushes play, and they look at our defense, uh, I want them to say, "Wow, look at the effort! Look how they play." I want them to play with effort, toughness, uh, match with great fundamentals. We want to be able to use our hands to get off blocks, leverage the defense, pursue the ball, and tackle well. If we can do those things with, and match that with great effort, we're going to have a chance for, for success. And you know, we got to do those things consistently. On your far left over here, Chip. 
Grosse Chip Brown. Um, when you watched this defense on film, what stood out? I mean, you got experience, it seems, at most every position group, but what stood out to you? Who stood out to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there were several players that, that stood out. I think there are a lot of players coming back in, into this next season that had a significant amount of snaps from last year, so I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, guys like Joseph Osai obviously stood out. I think when you start about uh, you know, looking at the defense and building a defense, you want to start up front. And when I look up front, there are a lot of big, strong, physical players that are coming back that played a lot of snaps last year. We have to identify who are going to be our primary pass rushers. I think Joseph uh, has an opportunity to be one of those types of guys. And then I look at the secondary and the number of players that are coming back that have played snaps you know, in games in the secondary. There are a lot, 14, 15, 16 guys that are on scholarship that have played you know, in the past or have a chance to play for us moving forward. So I think we've got a chance to have a really good, solid uh, defensive line up front. I think we've got a lot of guys that we can play uh, in the secondary and on special teams. Uh, we've got to work on the, the linebacker uh, core there a little bit. We, we probably don't have the depth, at least going into spring, because of some postseason injuries and, and surgeries uh, uh, coming out of last season that um, we're going to miss some guys in, th in that unit. But uh, I think overall, from front to back, there are a lot of players that have talent uh, and have showed that they can play uh, good snaps uh, in a game. Stay here on the left. Danny? Uh, Tom mentioned the strong recommendation you gave um, for Jay to come with you to be your cornerback coach here. What is it about him that you wanted him to come, come here with you? Well, first and for, foremost, I know him. Um, he played for me, so uh, we're going to be able to speak the same language, uh, talk about the same you know, fundamentals uh, that we want the players to play with and, and uh, coach with. I know how he's going to uh, treat the players. I know how he's going to coach. I know how he's going to care and love for the players uh, and hold them accountable. Um, I know how they're going to respect him and uh, want to learn from him. So th those were the main things. It had nothing to do with years of experience. It had everything to do with who he is as a person, how he's going to be with the players. Uh, and him and I being able to be on the same page and, and be able to communicate effectively to coach the whole secondary. Stay over here. Brian? Hey, Chris. Brian Davis. This was a team last year that had real – problems getting pressure on a quarterback and my question is that how, how convinced are you that by going to a four-man front using mostly the same guys is going to result in a dramatic change in pressure well I, I'll, I'll stand here before you today and tell you I'm not going to make any predictions about anything mm -hmm. um, and I'm not concerned about what's happened in the past so I know a lot of people bring up the past the past is, is, is behind us um, and we're just focused on the future, and uh, we're focused on right now the process to get this defense to where uh, everybody would like it to be, and, and that starts with just earning the trust of the players right now today and trying to figure out um, you know, who they are and what their strengths and weaknesses are and make sure we put them in the right positions to be successful. And if we can do that, I think we have the talent um, on this side of the ball to improve uh, significantly that helps us win games. But um, you know, we're not concerned about uh, looking back and, and evaluating anything that's been done in the past. We're just looking forward and trying to make sure we learn these players uh, and put them in the right positions. Stay on the left, Jeff. Chris, you mentioned linebacker, and just from a recruiting standpoint, kind of a philosophical question. When you look at that position, it seems there's just a different body type, a different skill set in this league of guys at that position that thrive. As you're evaluating linebackers, how do you balance out, you know, kind of what you like, what fits this defense, but also guys that can legitimately be three down guys in this league? Yeah, I'll just start kind of overall personnel-wise what we're looking for. First and foremost, if we want to win at a high level and be a team that can win championships here, it's going to start with building it from the front back. And we want to be able to build a playoff caliber defensive line and get them to play that way. 
Uh, we want to be able to, in the secondary, have guys that can cover, uh, can challenge receivers, make plays in space. And at the linebacker position, we want guys that can run sideline to sideline. They're physical enough to play in the box, but they're athletic enough to play out in space and run sideline to sideline. If we can get that playoff caliber D-line, guys that can cover in the back end, uh, and we've got linebackers that can run uh, from sideline to sideline and make plays in space, and we're going to have a chance to put together a pretty good defensive unit. That's really what we're looking for. Uh, it's not necessarily a guy's got to be 6'2", 6'3", 240 pounds. Uh, those guys at times will struggle out in space. Uh, so it's more about their feet and their hips and their ability to run. Uh, and that's what we're looking for at linebacker. Are you right, Alex? There goes Alex. Um, just how feasible is it and how reasonable is it when you look at a guy like DeMarvey on Overshown who just played so many sub packages in different spots for him to possibly look at maybe moving to linebacker due to depth issues this uh, this spring? What kind of transition could there be there and could that be in the court? Yeah, you know, all position uh, moves will be uh, determined by Coach Herman. You know, we'll talk about, you know, uh, the strengths and weaknesses of all the players and uh, it's not about where the deficiencies are. It's about uh, their skill set and does it fit a, a different position uh, more so than another. And that's the way we'll look at it. Uh, but I watched uh, uh, DeMarvion uh, play last year. He was in a lot of different positions. I love the way he runs. I love the way he hits. Uh, I think he's uh, got a great position versatility that he could do a lot of different things. And at the end of the day, we'll figure out what position fits his skill set best and we'll give him the opportunity to play on game day uh, the most. And whether that's at the DB, at linebacker, whatever it is, uh, we'll probably take a look at him at a few different spots. In the middle, Cedric. Hey, Chris, Cedric Golden, Austin, American Statesman. Uh, Big 12 is more wide open since your days at Iowa State. Uh, what challenges do these offenses present? And also, as far as Joseph Osai is concerned, uh, who are some of the best pass rushers you've been around? And uh, what's his upside at that position? Yeah, when you look at the league, uh, this is a is, this has been historically a very offensive league here over the last four or five years, um, and as I look at it, it starts there's really good players uh, on offense. There's good quarterbacks, there's good receivers matched with good coaches uh, that understand the pass game, take advantage of space, uh, and really put a lot of stress on the defenses. And that's what I see. As you study college football, though, I think uh, college football in general is starting to do that uh, from coast to coast. Uh, I think you see that in, in uh, the Big Ten. You see it uh, in the SEC uh, as well as in the Big 12. Uh, I think defenses are, are now starting to find ways to catch up a, a little bit. They have to, uh, to slow them down. And, um, you know, as I look at this league, it's going to be a challenge for us to be able to do that. Uh, I think it, it begins with being able to pressure the quarterback. And to do that, you have to structure your coverages in the back end that allow the, the pass rush to have time to get there. And I think that's what we're going to do without giving away any schematic uh, secrets to what we're going to try to do. But we've got to be able to affect the quarterback. We've got to be able to challenge receivers. We've got to be able to play tight coverage and, and let those two things work together. Over here on your left, Kalen. Oh, I, I want to finish. Yeah, I apologize. The second part of the question. I've been fortunate uh, enough to be around some really good uh, defensive ends. It was J.J. Watt at uh, University of Wisconsin, probably um, the best one I've been around. Um, Joey Bosa was really good at Ohio State, too. He, he's right up there. Uh, those are two of the best. We had a guy at uh, Rutgers, Kamoko Ture, who was a second-round pick of the Indianapolis Colts, who was a really good pass-rushing defensive end uh, as well. Um, you know, uh, I see a lot of those things in Joseph Osai as well. He's got length. He's got speed. got long arms. He's got to develop the fundamentals to be a great pass rusher. Uh, but I've been around some really good ones, and uh, hopefully Joseph can become another one of those guys. Sorry about that, Coach. Over here on the left, Kalen. Coach Kalen Jones, the athletic. Um, when you look at your quarterback unit, I guess you mentioned that you need guys who can cover and play in space. I guess 
Um, when you got a touch quarterback position right now, do you see players who fit what you're looking for right now? And I guess that's a question those guys. Well, we haven't had a lot of opportunity to work with them yet. I've seen them uh, out in the morning workouts, uh, doing agility drills and things like that. And I'm really impressed with the number of players that we have that have uh, a really high skill set. We have some guys that have really good feet and hips. Uh, they can run exceptionally well. They've got length. So I'm excited. I look at this uh, unit out here, just corners and safeties alike, and it's probably got, I don't say probably, it has the most players that have the potential to play of any secondary that I've been a part of in my career. Um, you know, how good can we uh, become? Who's going to be the elite players uh, like some of the ones that I've been around? I don't know that yet, but I know this. We've got a number of players that are going to have a chance to compete for playing time, and it's going to make the whole group better. Time for two last ones. Start with Joe on the right. Last year, nickel for Texas was a position, a very demanding position. The F back had to do a lot. What does nickel look like in your defense uh, with you know, having a four down front and two linebackers? Yeah, I mean, uh, nickel is a, uh, a position that has to have a really high skill set because we're going to ask him to do a lot of things. Um, he's going to play zone. Uh, he's going to blitz. Uh, he's going to have to fit some interior gaps at times. He's going to have to play some man-to-man at times. So um, that's a, a unique skill set that uh, not everybody has. And we're not going to play nickel just to play nickel. It's got to be the right fit. Uh, and we're going to make sure that we identify a, a core group of guys, two or three guys that we think can put at that position that can do the things that we want that uh, person uh, to do. You know, I, I look at it, uh, what we're going to do on first and second down with a body out there versus third down may be different. Uh, so there may be a, a different player that's out there uh, on first and second down because of what we're going to do schematically versus what we do on third down. So uh, we're not, we might not have a guy that's going to be a, a three down player at that position yet. Uh, but we'll, we'll decide that as we move forward. But uh, there are a lot of things that we're going to ask that guy to do. And I think that's pretty standard with uh, most defenses when you look at a, a nickel type of player. Last one over here on the left. Chuck. Chuck Carlson. We were talking to Tom. He said familiarity with you from you know going back to Iowa State and Ohio State was part of you know his determination and you know bringing you in and that sort of thing. I'm just wondering from your standpoint, you had other options as well. How important was that familiarity with Tom? And, and what, without you know sharing any any state secrets, what do you remember about Tom either at Iowa State or uh, Ohio State? You know, uh, first and foremost about the question about uh, you know uh, being familiar with Tom Herman and, and uh, helping in that uh, process to decide to come here. Uh, that was really important. That was everything. It's about people. Um, this is a great place, but it's about the people uh, as much as it is anything. And Tom and I have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, co-workers in the past at Iowa State and Ohio State, and we believe in a lot of the same things in, in terms of how to develop uh, the players, treat the players, and our coaching styles, and, and how to build the program. And uh, that was going to be important to me wherever I went. And uh, knowing how Tom is going to run the program and how I uh, was going to fit in uh, to that uh, program was going to be important for me. So that was really a big part of the, the whole process. Uh, things that I remember about Tom, uh, Tom is, is a very smart individual. And, uh, you know, just uh, watching Tom coach the offense, how aggressive he was with the offense, and, and uh, his approach to it was really what I remember the most. Now, I didn't know Tom when we first went to uh, work together back in 2009 uh, under Paul Rhodes at uh, Iowa State um, and quickly gained a lot of respect just because of the way he uh, attacked on offense and the way he coached on offense and, and the style of play that he wanted his offense to look like, the physical style of play. Uh, really coach uh, kind of like a defensive coach, um, and I like that. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take care. Again, we're going to break out so the coaches will be, so, so the coaches will be at the table.